Hello and welcome to a brand new installment of Nintendo News Report for Thursday, April 27th, 2017. Now let me tell you, this is a bit of a surprise show. Me and Donald planned this show all of 10 minutes ago, but with the new 2DS XL being announced, and with all these quick little hits on Snipper Clip sales and Super Bomberman R sales, and then all the stuff that happened last night, we were originally going to go tomorrow, but instead we figured, hey, let's just do a nice little two-man show tonight. We are joined by, as always, one Donald Terrio. Yeah, I, I've been up since about 5 o'clock this morning, and there's been two giant bursts of news. Yeah, and here's the thing. These aren't necessarily the most groundbreaking pieces of news in the world. This isn't like when uh, Mr. Iwata passed a couple years ago. This isn't like the Nintendo Direct that just came out. This isn't even on the level of some of these that have come out on the past. Some of, some of these financial results. But because there have been so many little news bursts that are all worth talking about, it's kind of puts your head in a spin. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I think we should just talk about the big, the big, 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 big story first. Nintendo announced that for the first time, Pikmin will actually launch with a Nintendo system. Because on July 28th, 2017, the new Nintendo 2DS comes out with nice fat screens. It's 150 bucks. One one fifty US, so it'll be two hundred Canadian, which is down from two fifty that I paid for this thing no less than three weeks ago. Ooh, which I feel bad about you. I feel bad for you because you seem like one of the few people I know who are like, oh, he totally would have went for this thing. Over oh yeah, the new three DS XL. I I would have gone for it just because it was cheaper. But you throw. I never used the three D on my three DS anyway, so. I might as well have a, a 2DS with a clamshell. And it seems like there's still a small chance that you could go about trying to trade this thing for a less expensive system down the line. Yeah, I think based on previous history, I think my local boutique of electronics will probably be running some sort of promo for for this thing in July that I can use to... I still have my old beat-up Monster Hunter model, so I can just trade that in and get a... Get get a good chunk of that two hundred bucks down, so I can go out and buy that on the last Friday of July. Axel Felix calls the new Nintendo 2DS XL a big W for Nintendo, and I have to agree because if you look at this thing, it looks freaking slick. It's basically the 3DS XL except it's in 2D and it's less expensive and it looks cooler, which is especially exciting because the 2DS was never. A very beautiful system. It, it was <laughs> it was functional but not elegant. Like it exactly. Was, it was an axe. It was like it looked like an axe handle or or the axe bit. I know. And now, I I used yeah. it for a while. It was it was a fine piece of kit, but I really needed. I really missed the clamshell. Wario sixty four just posted the specs. Let me see if it's the exact same power. New uh, battery I think is a little bit lower. Because I guess because they don't have the 3D on, they can skimp on the battery a little bit, maybe make it a little slimmer. But most importantly, it comes with an AC adapter in the box. Mm. Wait, let me see. Upper graphics display. 
widescreen LCD display capable of displaying approximately 16.77 million colors at 400 by 240 pixel resolution. Now on 3ds XL. Oh, okay. No, it's the exact same thing. I saw 800 by 240, but that's just because it's two different images at once for right. the, the 3D effect. But it looks like it's the exact same power. It has the exact same boost as the 3DS XL. This really is just a sleek looking 3DS XL without the, the 3D in it. And it comes with an AC adapter, which which I suppose is nice. It's also, That is a big deal. It's also available for pre-order up at GameStop right now. If you're looking to get one, feel free to uh, leave this in another tab and order your system on GameStop while we talk about this sexy news. I think it's smart that they're going to be launching this with Hey Pikmin because Pikmin is one of the only Nintendo 3DS retail games I've seen that has no 3D in it whatsoever and does not even try to have any 3D. In yeah, it. they yeah, th- that was one thing we noticed when the box art came out after the Nintendo Direct a couple of weeks ago that it doesn't mention their 3D on there for some reason and now we know why. Although in Japan it's launching with Pick, with Hey Pikmin and Ever Oasis and in North America, no word on Europe yet, it's going to be launching with Hey Pikmin and Metopia. That is a very interesting way to go into a revision launch. Wait, Metopia is also July 28th. July 28th in North America, yes. We haven't heard from Europe yet. Ever Oasis is... Is June for us. Okay, so because... we actually get it a slightly little bit earlier. Yeah, Japan gets, gets it on the 13th with Ever Oasis and Hey Pikmin. And then two weeks later, they get uh, Dragon Quest XI. We're getting a turquoise blue and black version of that system, which looks really nice. The buttons are blue. But Japan is also getting a cool orange version of the system. I think orange and purple systems are very underrated. Now, there's no purple new new 2DS XL yet, but if, if orange happened, I'm, I'm guessing... If an orange and white one happened, that this sort of creamsicle color... I'm guessing a purple one may be on the way. You know what it looks like? I'm looking at the orange new 2DS XL right now, and it looks like if you bite the top off a creamsicle and then look down at the pop, where you can see the orange highlight, and then you can see a vanilla creamy white coloring in the middle. That's what the Japanese one looks like. The box is also cool because it's a tall box. It's not like a wide box. It's it's more height and length this time, which is a very interesting design choice on Nintendo's part. Uh, let's see. Any, anything else for this system, Donald? It has Amiibo. Uh, it looks like it's, it's got everything. It, yeah, it's, it's basically, as I said to Zach on Twitter, it's basically a new 3DS just without the 3D. And that's yeah. really all I needed. Yep. It's just cool because we have actual Nintendo Direct-tier news coming out of this thing. We usually get one every single one of these. Usually usually there's, uh, there's what, two or three of these a year, or is it four? Is it quarterly or, or quarterly, quarterly, four to six a year, depending on how many, how many they go through with the... Uh, how many they have to go through before E3. I'd say probably two of these a year have like actual news of this tier, and two of them don't. So, 
a 2ds xl is yeah. a nice thing that that's all from the actual 2ds part but there were some other news beats that we should talk about yeah, one two switch oh yeah, yeah the, this all this all came out of nintendo having their shareholder meeting following the release of their earnings which we'll get to but uh, they announced this thing literally in the shareholders meeting exactly and, and this is all super hot news we heard about all this in the last hour okay so all this stuff is happening tonight. We also have the fiscal earnings last night. We have stuff from that. We have a couple other little news stories. This one's probably going to take about an hour, but we might get it done a little sooner. We'll see. I got the chat open to answer a few questions here and there. Up on GameStop, as I said, looking Oreo64's Twitter right now. See, usually I will do just a tiny bit more research than I currently do in order to read up on these stories. But because this news is so hot... I actually have to relearn some of it as I do this little broadcast of ours. Super Bomberman R shipped over 500,000 units, which doesn't necessarily seem like a metric ton, except for Super Bomberman R, it's actually kind of a, met- a metric ton, ton especially and, considering it's Switch only. And as a percentage of the Switch user base, that's very significant that a third part that a third-party title of up until the most recent patch, somewhat, we'll say, questionable quality, mm-hmm. actually managed to perform anyway. So there's a lot more demand for classic Konami franchises than I think Konami ever gave them credit for. Or Hudson that, franchises, I guess, in this case. That's about a 20 to 25% attach rate worldwide, so, right? I think 20, and that's as of March. So this new right. patch, has ca- I think, would have caused the sales of Bomberman to spike a little bit. So maybe that more of that sell, because that, that's shipped to retail and digital sales. But mm. we might see more convert, like more people may be willing to pick up Bomberman. Or I know I'm far more interested in it now than I was when, when it came out <laughs> and reviewed somewhat right. poorly. I guess shipment-wise, that gives it about a, a 20% attach rate. But... That's, that's still very impressive for Super Bomberman R and gives us hope for a Castlevania with very poor camera control sometime in the near future. Snipper Clips, 350,000 downloads worldwide. Now that is not shipped. That is downloads, which is very, very nice. That is $20 small-ish eShop game. That that game has probably made its money back about eight times over at this point with the, with that level of sales, and that is, and for a digital title to have over ten percent, especially on a Nintendo system, that's really cool. That's really good for it. Yeah, I agree. One to switch on track to ship one million units very soon, which is not a surprise. I wish it was packed in with the system. Even if it was packed in with the system, people would have called it not as good as Wii Sports. And now that it wasn't packed in with the system, it might be the most forgettable Nintendo-published launch title since that Sing game on the Wii U. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, we have... Although, I think the fact that they left it out of the system, like, they didn't pack it in, it let Zelda be Zelda. And we've seen the results of that. Nintendo has admitted that you know Zelda has the attach rate for Zelda is roughly one to one, depending on how you look at it. That was weird because, as we know, the big news about Breath of the Wild 
is that that game sold more copies on Switch than Switches have been sold, at least in the United States. I guess worldwide, that changes about 90%, right? 90%, I think, sell through, but they have shipped more between digital sales and what they've shipped to stores. There are more copies of Zelda in the wild than there are Switches, but that is probably going to level out. Although, I mean, I'm, I'm <laughs> to, even tempted. To a humble 100%. Yeah. It, there'll, there'll be some equilibrium there. Although, I mean, I am even tempted to pick up Zelda Switch probably when the DLC comes out. But we'll, we'll see. Right. Right. On E3, their last little point before they concluded the presentation... They said, during this period, we will achieve strong results through three major initiatives. Establishing Nintendo Switch, maintaining Nintendo 3DS momentum, and continuing our smart device business. We will also push forward on our goal to expand the number of people who have access to Nintendo IP. Basically, they're just, they're just saying mobile, and then two systems, and Switch, and whatever, whatever. Finally, the video game trade show E3 will be held in Los Angeles this June. Again this year, we will not be hosting a large-scale press conference for institutional investors, analysts, and the media. Nintendo of America will present further information on our plans at a later date. There are multiple ways to read this, Donald. We could read this the Nintendo way, which is they're completely oblivious once again, and they're just like, eh. Or not, not oblivious, maybe aloof is the word I'm thinking of, because Nintendo is generally very smart. And maybe they were ahead of the curve by not making a huge splash at E3. But what they specifically say is, again this year, meaning it's consistent, we will not be hosting a large-scale press conference. And here's the, the other interesting part. For institutional investors, analysts, and the media. Which makes me wonder if E3 is going to be for the fans this year. If Nintendo's going to do an EA-style, not event, but press conference thing that whoever gets into can see. I'm I'm taking that until we hear otherwise to mean that they're going back to the format that we had the 2013 to 2015 in which they have a little, a more intimate event for institutional investors and analysts, which is held during the, you know, the day of the first day of E3 proper. And instead of doing the giant canine and equine show beforehand for for media and fans, they just do a digital event. Maybe it's hosted by Rick and Morty this year. Who knows? But <laughs> we're probably going to see something like that. Rick and Morty makes a ton of sense for Nintendo to use at this at, at their Nintendo Direct equivalent this year if they're going to have one. And if, and if you go to Best Buy, and if you go to Best Buy, you can try out Switch games and pick up some of that McDonald's Szechuan sauce. Paco One Fifty Eight asks, "Did you see new 2DS?" Yes, we did. We talked about it at the beginning part of the show. You can listen to us by either going back or by listening to us on iTunes when the audio version of the show comes out in the next day or two. Mudkips reminds us that Mario Kart Eight comes out at midnight tonight assuming Nintendo remembers to put Mario Kart 8 Deluxe out at midnight tonight. That game reviewed very well. It sounds like it's going to be the best Mario Kart game ever, according to reviewers. But it seems like it's just Mario Kart 8 with a few more things. 
and how much you like this game probably depends a lot on how much you actually care about battle mode. I care a lot about the Splatoon characters, but I don't necessarily $60 care about the Splatoon characters, if you know what I mean. I'm. It is my. It'll be my first physical Switch game, because that's the main reason I got it. But um, yeah, I think I, I will probably put a fair bit of time into that, simply because I have a lot of people that I play local multiplayer with, and 3DS. I mean, it's getting long in the tooth, but we have the options here to do Switch play. So, mm. looking forward to it. I did get another physical uh, Nintendo Switch game. Since there's only two of us, I won't get up to get it to do show and tell. But my physical copy of Puyo Puyo Tetris did come in the mail. Finally. Mm. Tuesday. Yeah. I, I got mine digitally because it's 15 bucks cheaper in Canada, and I had a Best Buy Rewards on coupon that basically let me get it for half off. I just bought an eShop card with, and that covered 20 bucks of it right there. I think I like that game better in Japanese, Donald. I I don't say this as someone who owned the Japanese version, but I say this as someone who played the Japanese demo and got to hear the fish thing go, Tetrisu! Over and over again. Now it's this weird, low-budget, localization dub studio that does not really do so much justice to the lines in English. And some storytelling and localization, text-wise, that's just quite poor. The story in Puyo Puyo Tetris, when forced to examine it in English, is very quite poor, Donald. Which is a shame, because the actual puzzle gameplay and modes and levels are quite, quite good. One might even say, you're great. If you're playing Puyo Puyo Tetris for the story, you're doing it wrong. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I guess I'm, I'm really skips. struggling with the with the presentation and the voices <laughs> during there, the There's a code to unlock everything out there already, so you don't even have to go through story mode if you want everything. Are the Japanese voices included in that unlock everything code? I don't recall. I haven't I still have to put it in. Mm, Cause I kinda want Tetrisu. I, I don't necessarily want Tetris! Well, like all all the uh, all, all the all the characters on the Tetris side are doing. That's some real bad character design, Donald. They're they're kind of funny when it's in Japanese and you can't really understand it. But I'm I'm not really into the character designs or the story or the style that the localized version of this game has to offer. It it reminds me actually of Disgaea's story. <laughs> Which is which might make a couple people upset, and I'm sorry. I, I'm not a big enough fan to actually fully. But the reason why I stopped playing Disgaea 4 when I started was because the localized voice acting was very hard to deal with. The character design was very hard for me to deal with. And the jokes and the humor and the character writing... I'm going to be polite and say they did not gel with me at all, and I got a very similar feeling when I was playing Puyo Puyo Tetris. But the puzzle gameplay is excellent, and I'm going to keep playing, even though the game likes to constantly remind me just how bad I am at Tetris. Not because the game says anything, but because I'm just really bad at Tetris. I'm, I'm pretty good at Tetris. Puyo Puyo, I'm still struggling with. 
I'm actually better at Puyo Puyo touch Puyo Puyo part than I ever was, which which I'm very surprised by because I think that was the first time I've ever picked up Puyo Puyo in any in any extended capacity. I I, I do have experience with Doctor Mario, but but not uh, Mean Bean Machine. Yeah, so so there's there's the Puyo Puyo talk I did want to nestle in there. I wanted to give us a little break before we get back to the numbers. Mike Baker, good to talk, wants us to talk about the capacity for Switch Party Chat. Was that actually ever promised by Nintendo, Donald? Um, they they said you could use the phone to do some sort of party chat, but that's, I think, the extent of it. And I'm not even sure if it was party or just, you know, talking one-on-one with friends, which, hey, guess what? You've got a phone. That's what it's theoretically designed for. And if you want to, you can put stuff like Skype or Discord on the things anyway. Right, right, absolutely. If you're going to have your phone, why wouldn't you just put on Discord? Is the big question. In the Nintendo Switch's ascent to becoming the PlayStation Vita 2, my hope is that the Switch is going to get party chat that is just as excellent as the PlayStation Vita's. Say what you want about the Vita. I'll say a lot of nice things about the Vita. The party chat in Vita was second to none. It could be utilized in any game. It was right on the system. It was very easy to use. There was this sort of Vita community that popped up on 4chan that I that I got into for a little while. And I actually made some Vita friends on there. And we played Earth Defense Force 2017 for a super long time. And I think having that sort of party chat on the Switch would be very beneficial to the handheld community aspect of the Switch. But maybe that's just me. It's probably not, but maybe it's just me. What else do we have? Screen's 82% larger compared to the regular 2DS, which basically means it's just a a, a 3DS XL, right? Yep. Okay. New 2DS uh, XL, new 2DS XL, more, more, more. And I, I guess that covers just about everything from tonight's news, right? Yeah, unless there's going to be unless there's going to be some other bomb that comes over from the shareholders meeting, which I'm not seeing right now, then I think we're I think we can we can jump back about twenty we can jump back about eighteen hours here to cover some of the stuff from earlier today. Is the Q and A stuff happening as we speak? Uh, that w- that's probably going to come out in the next few days, but I'm. Unless something really, I think this was more like a here talking to the investor conference of here's our plans, here's how we did, here's how much these games sold in the first quarter of the year, which was actually pretty. I, I might have to double back and just mention that the yeah, 3DS games are selling quite well in the first quarter, even before the Switch came out. But yeah, if we get any Q and A, it'll be next week, sometime before it's available in English. Okay, we'll be talking about the numbers in just a second. I want to talk about this little story first. Mr. Genyo Takeda announces his retirement from Nintendo after 45 years in the industry. We are now getting to the point in the video game industry, I guess we have been for the last 10 years or so, where people can regularly retire after 45, 50 years, have a full lifelong career, and no one bats an eye, which means... The video game industry itself is starting to to get some years in it. That, that, that's what I took away from this story immediately. Yeah, and Takeda, I mean, he he was a lifer at Nintendo, like we said, forty five years with the company. Uh, he his main his main thing was hardware. I think he designed pretty much a lot a lot of Nintendo's later arcade hardware, 
as well as pretty every home console from the NES up through the Wii U. So he, I, it was weird seeing like he was credited for like every different thing and everyone who was writing about him today. Like I saw Eurogamer, I think, credit them for the analog stick. Mm. And and another another site credited them for the GameCube and another one for the for the Wii and the NES and all that. But he was also a pretty fun game designer with things like Star Tropics and he was the inspiration for the Punch Out series. He's one of the Even old he, guard at Nintendo. Yeah, he yeah. he was his last position was an executive level role as a hardware fellow in the same way that Shigeru Miyamoto is a software fellow at Nintendo now. His replacement to the board is going to be Koshiota, who worked under Takeda in Nintendo's internal R&D on the Wii and the Wii U. How old is Mr. Genyo Takeda? Do you know? Uh, I believe he was in his... I, I want to say he was in his 20s when he joined Nintendo, so he'd be in his late 60s now, which is, you know, typical retirement age. I don't know if it's because they use makeup whenever they get on camera, but every single old person at Nintendo looks incredible for their age. Like, 10 to 20 years younger than you would expect. Even Hiroshi Yamauchi, the pictures you saw of him that were the, the closest to his death, he still looked 10 years younger than he actually was at the time of those photos. Yeah. And he's the oldest dude. I, I'm, I'm very... Uh, some. They gotta have some elixir somewhere, but maybe it. Yeah, maybe they bottled that and sold it with copies of We Fit <laughs> to explain why that thing sold like forty million copies or whatever it was. If, if that happened, then We Fit would have actually worked long term for some people. <laughs> I, I think I think I know a person or two who We Fit actually did work for in some small extent. Yeah, it, it worked pretty well for my mom. Really? So much real that she bought me a copy of it. Huh. <laughs> that, that's got to be a little backhanded. <laughs> She's you like, hey. Love we Fit. <laughs> you laugh, but I turned it into We Fit Plus. So. Okay. Yeah. There you go. Cherry Goblin asked the very Nintendo related question Is Freedom Wars a good game? I actually started playing it. I played about two hours of it. I bought it on day one, I think. And it's kind of like a lesser futuristic monster hunter yeah. with, with some awkward controls in, two, in true portable monster hunter fashion. You, yeah, you, you got your claw on in that game. I, I, I think the, the metagame part of it where you represented a certain city of the world was kind of interesting. But it, unfortunately, because it's a, it was a 2014 Vita game, there wasn't enough there to explain it like i think i was the only person in I, I was like the only person i know who actually represented edmonton because my brother lives there we got from rizza i just thought this was funny he just said tezuka looks old as fuck <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's referring to mr takashi tezuka sort of the face behind the Yoshi games as they exist today as well as a lot of the new super mario bros games I look at him, I guess he looks a little older than 56. And, and, I'm, and I'm guessing the picture I'm looking at now is not necessarily from today. 
I don't think he looks that terrible. At the very least, you could you could probably say that uh, he took in everyone's life essence, so that yeah. they could stay youthful. Or, or everyone took, or he's got unlimited, and everybody else drew from him. It's almost poetic that Yoshi's Island stars Baby Mario, but the face of those games is in fact the oldest looking man at Nintendo. <laughs> uh, what else do we got? Lazy Tube, Monster Hunter has awful controls with, with, with that little 4chan green text arrow. Saying, unsubbed, jokingly little, little smiley face with the pointy arrow. I'll have you know, Lazia. Those Monster Hunter controls are a struggle on PlayStation Portable. I did not necessarily mean 3DS. On 3DS, I played Monster Hunter 4 Ultimate actually using the touchscreen camera controls. I use, I had a new 3DS XL at the time, and I still used the touchscreen controls because for whatever reason, it, it felt more natural. Uh, Riza, Riza clarifies that he was kidding. I know, so are we. Neither of us are kidding. Dale Ailing says we Fit didn't work for me. Too slow of an impact, I guess. That was what I noticed. The we I ended up utilizing We Fit U, which was which was that We Fit Plus. Oh no, yeah, I I, that was yeah, I turned U. it into We Fit U, yeah, because you just had to buy the uh, speedometer or the odometer. Right. When I when I was a chunkier Alex a, a few years ago, and and <laughs> if you go to the earlier episodes of the show, and in fact the earliest one of these we did, which was November 2014, which, which you can see particularly chunky Alex, I did use. We fit you to see if that would help ease my my situation and help me lose a little weight. But I found that the caloric weight loss was very slow, which is not necessarily a problem because weight loss takes place over a long period of time when you do it safely. It's just I, I guess I used We Fit You expecting it to be a substitute for regular exercise and eating well, and it didn't help me. And then what ultimately helped me was not using We Fit You, but just exercising and eating better than I did before. So I, if you look at We Fit You as a one-stop shop, like, oh, I'll play a video game for half hour a day, and then I can just live my life as normal, you're not going to lose any weight whatsoever. But if you eat better than you did before, add in a few more vegetables, drink 96 ounces of water a day, and then maybe walk the dog a little more often than you may have before. Maybe even go to the gym and start doing some some back squats. Start doing some deadlifts. Start doing some some flat bench. Maybe just maybe We Fit You can help supplement your journey. Cherry Goblin says We Fit helped me. I'm I'm very good. I'm very glad to hear that. I'm very glad to hear that anything helped anyone because we're all gonna make it, and I want us all to be healthy. Miles Dolding once again asked, did you talk about 2DS yet? Yes, we did. Uh, turn back to the very beginning of the show. We talk about it almost immediately. And also, feel free to listen to the audio version on iTunes, which will be going up, presumably, in the next two days as episode 26. Now, we have our final, final, final section of this show. Yesterday's Nintendo releases full fiscal year results. The switch to Wii U sales ratio. Okay, so okay. 
The Switch sold about four times better than the Wii U in the same time period is the big story from this. Isn't that right, Donald? The well, the fact that yeah, they the Switch sold they sold they shipped two point seven six million switches in one month, and they did about seven hundred and sixty thousand Wii U's in a twelve in a in what's supposed to be a twelve month period, but realistically is about a seven month period because they basically stopped shipping the things after October. Really? Yeah. What were the other big highlights from this? Because it feels like there's a lot of stuff, but not all of it is necessarily important to talk about on the show. We're in no rush. It's just some of it just seems not as significant. Parse this out for me, Donald, because I know okay. you wrote this story. Yeah, I wrote it at 4.30 in the morning my time, but uh, they, Nintendo did make a full, you know, full year profit only partially due to the fact they sold a baseball team from at, at some point in the year. Uh, the the Pokemon company had a really good year because about a because they generated about half a I want to say half a billion dollars in revenue just from Nintendo's share of the Pokemon company. Which goes along with the fact that by the way Sun and Moon sold a lot of copies, about 15 million. In five, in about four and a half months. Riza asks a very good question. How much money does Nintendo have in the bank hard cash? I don't have an answer to your question. And in fact, that's like the perfect James Jones question. What I can say from knowledge that I've sort of gleaned in the past. I do know that Nintendo is very good at storing their money in their cheeks when they have successes. I know that Nintendo is very good at being frugal to the point that it will at times frustrate its stockholders. I also know that there's the famed Nintendo war chest that they ended up building during the Wii era, and they've probably built in some extent since then. Uh, they're be, look, they, they actually published a balance sheet with their financial statements, which you can see on their investor relations site. So they have, they have the total war chest there. Yeah, the their cash and deposits, which is about the which is basically the war chest, is six hundred and sixty-two billion yen. So that's about six billion dollars in cash at market rates, give or take. Which so, is why when you hear video game pundits talking stuff like, Oh, will this be the end of Xbox consoles because they didn't sell that well? Oh, is PlayStation going to go beyond generations and just end up going full PC next time? Which obviously they won't do considering how good PS4 is selling. People say that less about Nintendo because it's relatively common knowledge that if Nintendo has a failed system, they have enough successes that they generally have it in them to do at least one or two more. Yeah, like they're like just looking like their balance sheet, like I said, 662 billion yen in cash and their like not notes and accounts payable is about a sixth of that, a little, little more than a sixth of that. So they, they, they theoretically could pay all their bills right now and they'd still be 5 billion to the good. Jeez Louise. If it comes down to it. Man, I feel like a dumbass. And this is actually... <laughs> But go ahead. And what were you saying? This is actually down 
from where they were when they, when they were banking two or three billion a year during the Wii and DS era, like when they were selling 3.8 million Wiis in the U.S. in a month back in 2008, 2009, they were banking some hard cash to in case there was a rainy day, which ended up coming a few years later with the Wii U. And the the bath they had to take to save the 3DS. Right. Some software highlights that I want to focus on. Pokemon Sun and Moon have shipped 15.4 million copies in four and a half months, making them the second best-selling 3DS title behind Pokemon X and Y, which means that ranking is probably going to flip very, very soon. I would say by the end of the by the end of the quarter that we're in now, that ranking is probably going to flip. Right now, now certainly the rate of sale is going to is going to slow down. It won't necessarily be like Grand Theft Auto Five, who three or four years after its release is still like the number three best selling game of the year. But it Pokemon is not far behind those numbers. Yeah, I mean, the Pokemon Sun and Moon have basically have I think they I think except maybe in February were the were, were the best selling 3DS games every month since they've come out in the US. Yeah. Okay. Super Mario Maker for 3DS shipped 2.3 million units in its December launch, while Kirby Planet Robobo sold 1.36 million units during its first fiscal year. Do we have the number for the Wii U version? Of Mario Maker, I believe yeah. they would have updated that. Uh, top selling sales units. Here we go. Because yeah. I'm pretty sure it was it was a it was a okay yeah it's just under four million. And, oh wow! And it was out for 15 months more than three, the Mario Maker 3DS. That's slightly surprising that that Super Mario Maker sold better on Wii U at all, although it did come out in December, which means there's plenty of time for that to flip, especially with 3DS getting a little bit of revitalization. Yeah, I still have to pick that up because I want to... Yeah. Yeah, I actually do want to pick that up at some point, but I just haven't found the time for it. It doesn't seem like a great version of that game necessarily. It's got a hundred original Mario levels from the people that know how to make Mario levels best. So at the very least, it'd be worth it for me for that. Yeah, but those aren't new Super Mario Bros. U Mario levels. Those are Mario Maker levels, which are at least one tier, maybe three below standard Mario design if the Wii U version is anything to go by. Yeah, and I think the other the other interesting numbers that come out of this are what they're projecting to do this year, this uh, fiscal year. Uh, they're estimating 10 million switches. I know that some analysts were thinking they would set this to about 16 million for the year, but I think they may be being a little bit conservative with this because this is an estimate they actually want to hit. Right. And if they and if they hit this. Then they're going to be within spitting. They'll probably about this time next year. They'll probably have passed the Wii U already. Ten million switches. That could be a production thing too. If Nintendo's struggling to catch up to demand. Yeah, like the, today, I think was the first time that I saw 
switches on sale on am last more than a couple of minutes on Amazon. Like there was a, a good forty five minutes where you could get it. You could get a switch if you wanted it, but you had to be prime so that that inherently slows it down and the switch is not yet to the point i think that amazon's going to be ready to throw it out to the general public right i have one more numbers question for you donald that i hope you're able to answer it says here amiibo shipped 9.1 million figures and 9.3 million cards during the year now do you know how much that compares to other years of amiibo in other year, like 9.1 million Amiibo figures at its peak was what they would do in a quarter. Like during the during the Smash Rush and I think around the time that the Splatoon Amiibo came out, I believe that that quarter they sold, I want to say they sold about 10 million Amiibo in a quarter. Okay. So, so, the, um, so Amiibo is dying down a little bit. But it's not but... dying. Yeah, it's 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 not dead like Disney Infinity is. It's or or and it's not on hiatus like Skylanders is, but it so it effectively is dead. But it's struggling a bit. Maybe the Smash Amiibo coming out in July will have a will have a kicker on it. Who knows? I know I've got five Amiibo on pre-order that are coming out within two weeks of each other. So I'm probably the wrong person to ask about this. Riza asks Cherry Goblin, but also we can answer: Is Fire Emblem Heroes any good? It's all right. <laughs> it's uh, I've gotten shockingly hooked into that game again. Has the game gotten any better? Because what I remember that game is is an extremely simplified Fire Emblem that's very smart when you play it at first, and then you realize that it it, it errs into repetitive and not necessarily strategic territory very quickly they've added they've added some of the fire emblem elements you would expect in an update that actually came out this week with uh where they've added some new story chapters that include things like defensive battles and reinforcements coming in so it's not just throw your guys at the opponents and win you actually do have to play a bit of defense now and <laughs> and some of some of the and a lot of the experience for me is just seeing what happens when a meta game builds and then starts shifting without a clutch because the it just sitting back and going into the arena and seeing what people are using right now based on what they're drawing is it's a bit of an interesting experience. I, I'm just really really ticked off that I cannot get an axe unit to save my life. Okay. Have they finished the story in that game yet? Uh, they finished. They added, a, like I said, they added a new set of story chapters today that deal with uh, Path of Radiance. Mm -hmm. So they're they're building on it still, but there's a core, the core story that you that you went through in the single player is pretty much done. Okay. I'm 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 distracted because I just read a rumor that L Hitman six oh six posted in the chat. You guys heard of a rumor of Sony obtaining the rights for Monster Hunter five? And I'm reading an IGN board right now. It seems like that came out last November. And not only last November, but it was a 4chan V post. 
Don't trust anything that comes out of V. Sometimes 4chan is legitimate. 90% of the time, it's just people goofing off, lying to their friends on the internet, because of course people do that. Don't forget that 4chan is an anonymous message board, so you should take anything you read on there with an absolute grain of salt. Yeah, and I mean, we have the recent statements from the from higher-ups at Capcom when they were asked about a Switch version of Monster Hunter they say, we hope you enjoy it on 3DS first. So that leads me to believe that Monster Hunter 5 or whatever the next big Monster Hunter game is following Double Cross is at worst 3DS slash Switch, if not a Switch game entirely. I think and the way it's Switch selling... Slash PS4 makes a lot of sense too. It's just I wonder if they want to keep the uh, if if they made some sort of deal with Nintendo and the way that the Switch is selling right now in Japan, where it's basically doubling the PS4 every week and eating into that whatever whatever lead the PS4 has very quickly. There could they could be inspired to say you know what the user base is big enough on this system for a hardcore game like Monster Hunter. Let's just do it there because it's cheaper. No, no, Riza. If Sony gets who says if Sony gets Monster Hunter rights, then R.I.P. Monster Hunter. It will go to shit. I don't necessarily think that's the case. I think I think Sony is generally good with their exclusives. I think the problem is the idea of Monster Hunter not staying portable, because like Animal Crossing, Monster Hunter has found its new home in the portable space. There's room. And I think there should be a home console version of Monster Hunter, whether that's on the Switch or the PlayStation 4, or even, even hopefully the PC, which I am building this weekend that I'm very, very excited about. A uh, uh, sort of 120 frames per second fresh 1080p version of Monster Hunter would also be pretty sick. I think the problem comes in if there's no portable version of that game, that it, it may indeed be a lesser experience. But... Yeah. Monster Hunter 3 came out on Wii U and that game was sick as hell so what do I know? Yeah. It's just that the that so much of the Monster Hunter experience now is getting four people with four systems in the same room and playing and doing the hunts that way. At least in Japan where Monster Hunter is a big freaking deal as opposed to the West where we'd be more probably be more amenable to a a console version. Mm. Also, I'm going to have to ask Rizzo to slow his roll a little bit. He's saying, it's just like Final Fantasy series. Square decided to dump Nintendo and go with Sony profits, and Final Fantasy has been terrible for over 20 years. Now, don't forget that Final Fantasy 13 brought us down the dark path of making Final Fantasy a multi-platform series once again, which wasn't a dark Square path and, and might be for the best. What? Square Enix just shot themselves in the foot. I don't know how much you know about Japanese culture, Alex, but I'm an expert. <laughs> they, they have no loyalty whatsoever. Also, Final Fantasy XV was sick. Some people disagree. I think Final Fantasy XV was sick. Then again, I'm also the guy who would argue that Metal Gear Solid V was sick. Shupupi1 says... I haven't gotten a Switch yet because I got a Wii U at launch and I feel ripped off. I'm going to sell my Wii U and get a Switch later this year. Hopefully a limited edition one comes out. Riza argues, don't sell it, dude. Get another job or cut back on your expenses. The Wii U is a great console. I have to concur with Riza because 
the Switch is not and probably will never be backwards compatible with the Wii U. So you should probably keep Wii U for archival purposes. I can speak from some limited experience. I'm someone who, when he was younger, I, I would always trade every game I got into GameStop so I could fund new games. And now because I did that, my entire GameCube collection is gone. Most of my N64 collection is gone. My entire GBA library is gone. Most of my DS library is gone. Most of my original Wii library is gone. And I heavily regret that fact. So, <laughs> if I can offer a recommendation, save up your money. $300 is not... It's, it's, it's a good chunk of change, but it's not an insurmountable chunk of change. And whether it be through holidays or birthdays or whatsoever, if you get some kind of gift card, store them in your cheeks, and then get a Switch when they become more available. There's not that many games to play on Switch right now. There's some Nindies, which are great. And there's Zelda. But after Zelda, you don't really need a Switch that bad right now. I th That's not me <coughs> being super negative. A Switch is not a necessary system to have right now. Unless having Zelda is enough for you for months and months and months. Uh, unless having how arms is yet. A, we don't know how Splatoon is yet. Uh, I would say that as a next generation handheld, the Switch is a damn fine system already between the fact that you have this super big Zelda game and Puyo Puyo Tetris for for the multiplayer. And we, we've got an archival version of Mario Kart coming out in 35 minutes. Yeah. But but yeah, if you're if you're somebody who'd be who's looking at it as a Wii U upgrade, it's probably not there now, but it will probably be there by the summer. I think Splatoon 2 is gonna do a lot to hook people into the system. Shoopoopy adds, well, all the games in the Wii U are coming out on Switch like Smash Bros. and Mario Kart 8. I don't see the point in having it. I should note Super Smash Bros. is not confirmed. confirmed. It, it might happen. One might say it probably will happen, but it's certainly not confirmed. Mario Kart 8, it's, it's, the, uh, it's the perfect version to have, but don't forget games like Xenoblade Chronicles X, a game that I didn't necessarily get into, but it was, it was Donald's game of the year that year. You have Tokyo Mirage Sessions, hashtag Fire Emblem. You have the original Splatoon, which is almost certainly not going to get a re-release on nintendo switch you have the best version of mario maker and no matter what the wii u version of mario maker will always be the best version of mario maker because it's the system mario maker was made for and then you also have a couple other games you have star fox zero which i guess isn't making a case for me right now you have Bay Super mario bayonetta 2 bayonetta 2 Super Mario 3D World. Some, some good games on the, on that Wii U. Am I going to say it's one of Nintendo's best systems? No. In fact, I might say the very opposite. That There's some shade that one could throw at the Wii U relatively justifiably. But, Shapoopy says, thanks, I'll keep it then. No problem. Get both. They're, they're both fine video game systems. Play all the Nintendo games. Don't end up regretting it later. That that's that's what I have to say. Uh, wonderful one hundred and one Deus Ex Hyrule Warriors Dale uh, Dale notes in the chat. 
Donald, I think we have ran this show to its conclusion. I think we have said everything we need to say yeah. on the Nintendo 2DS and, XL, on these financial results, etc. Mm-hmm. And we, at this point now, it's more of a, we go into the waiting period for what is Nintendo going to do at E3? Like, Aside from the fact that they're not doing the press conference. That could come tomorrow. That could come next week. We may not find out until the end, end of the month. They said but, weeks. They said coming weeks. They didn't say coming days. Yeah. Or, I mean, just going they, off. They did say that, right? They said coming weeks. Uh, it, they, in, they said in the weeks ahead, but realistically, if they have anything beyond just, oh, we're doing a Treehouse Live and a we have a digital event scheduled for 9 a.m. on Tuesday, they need to get that stuff announced right now. Like they, we're talking, if they go back to Best Buy for demos, for instance. They have a Splatoon 2 thing happening at E3. They have a, they have a Splatoon 2 tournament, the exhibition tournament they announced this week. I think... We might, we may not get the one video that ends up with Bill Trinning getting fired, but we're okay. probably going to see something. We're probably going to have a fuller picture of Nintendo's plans for the third, for the second week of June. By the time we do this show next week, I, I think I'm not 100% positive Nintendo does what Nintendo does, but I'd like to think that we'll have more information on that next week. I think they'll have a direct. That's not oh, yeah. the oldest prediction in the world. I think the only reason why they didn't have one last year was because Zelda, Zelda, and they didn't have much else to show. Yeah, they they got one day of Treehouse Live out of it though, and it was probably it was the the most fun day of the V three that I had all year. Mm. I think it'll be all right, Donald. That that's my yeah. final prediction. I think it'll all be all right. And I, I think I'll I think I'll have a nice comfortable week off of work. Good to sit back and watch this unfold. I do believe that's our show for this week. There's a Fire Emblem Heroes live stream that's about to begin. You can go from one live stream to another if, if you're so inclined. I think that's on Nintendo's mobile channel. It is 1130 at night. Enjoy Mario Kart when that comes out in a half hour. That's our show for this week. Make sure to go to patreon.com slash NWR. Support good stuff. We got a Mario Kart play along that, that we're starting. It's, it's a new Patreon feature. Isn't that right? Yep, it'll be live. It'll be streamed live, but we'll be playing uh, Mario Kart Eat Deluxe with with uh, high roller patrons tomorrow night at uh, want to say yeah eight p.m. East, it says eight p.m. I'm guessing that's Eastern time. So uh, if you have Mario Kart Eat Deluxe, sadly I will not be able to join you. My copy is still in transit, to the best of my knowledge. Will not be arriving until Monday. Uh, have fun and try not to blast Neil too hard. Right. You can also get Nintendo News Report on iTunes. You just look up Nintendo News Report. Look for our little CNN logo, CNN-inspired logo. We have 25 episodes up there now. This is going to be episode 26. This could be up tomorrow or the next day. I got some work to do, so it, it'll, it will definitely be up by Monday, but I think it's going to be up by Saturday. This is my my general frame. I, I edit these myself, which means that we you get them at a surprise time every single week. If you review us on iTunes, I will talk about it on a future show. Uh, toward the end of the show, I'm not going to start the show with it because some people had some justifiable criticisms of that of that practice. So if you if you review us on iTunes, I will address it and talk about it, regardless of what the score is, regardless of what the content is on this show. Also. Uh, last time you saw Neil 
was Neil's final episode as a regular. We'll probably have him in some guest capacity in the future, but we are trying to find a new fourth chair. The way this show format has been so far is it's been me and Donald running the ship. Zach is our go-to third chair, and then Neil is our go-to fourth chair. That's going to be changing some point in the future because Neil has other obligations. Neil's the boss of the website. He's got shit to do. Pardon my friend. Yeah. (laughs) But Nintendo News Report will continue on. We'll find some solution. Maybe the solution will just be to keep this as a two-man tight show. Maybe we'll just do a rotating guest seat as so many other successful YouTube podcasts do. Say about that. Let me know at Alexander at NintendoWorldReport.com. Maybe we should get our own email alias at some point. I don't know. Or maybe tell me what you want through the chat or through iTunes. That's all I have to say. That's our show. Have a good night. Bye-bye. Bye.